one way to register your attendance, and on the back of the card, there's information about how to sign up for upcoming events. If you're joining us online, you can find our connection card um, there in the comments, and uh, you can sign up and share a prayer concern or your attendance with us online. Several announcements. Our Prime Timers group will be uh, going on a journey on Wednesday, May 25th. Uh, they'll experience a little Gehanna in Ohio uh, history at Jefferson Township School Number 2, Gehanna's um, own one-room schoolhouse. Uh, they'll meet there at the schoolhouse itself, which is located just east of the Gehanna Lincoln High School football field on Havens Corner Road. And then following the presentations there at the schoolhouse, they'll join together at a local spot for a light lunch. You can sign up on the back of your connection card or you can, be, you can call the church office. We're seeking youth and adults to serve as Vacation Bible School volunteers as we make waves. That's the theme this year. Uh, on June 20th through the 24th, it's an evening Vacation Bible School uh, from 6 until 8 p.m. Volunteers are needed to be small group leaders as well as help out with crafts, snacks, music, and games. To find out more information, um, you can talk to Kristen. Or you can register online at stonybrook.church kids. Also, our Appalachia Service Project team is seeking um, your help to make the trip possible. Um, there are envelopes with various monetary amounts in the narthex on uh, tape to a big box. You're invited to take an envelope, fill, uh, fill it with the amount marked on the outside, and then you can place it in the offering plate or you can bring it back uh, next time that you're in church. You can also donate online at stonybrook.church. And for those who, are, uh, who donate $25 or more, you'll be added to a list to receive email updates uh, from those on the trip. So if you have questions, um, you can contact Jason Sheldon. And don't forget, uh, two weeks from today, our outside service returns at 8 o'clock. Uh, if you've not been a part of that service, it's worth getting up at 8 o'clock uh, to go to that service. It's, it's outside. Uh, we gather outside and worship uh, for the summer. We're still taking applications to fill our communications and office assistant position. It's a part-time position working 28 hours uh, per week. For more information, you can contact the church office. You can find out more information about the ministry and life of Stony Brook Church in your bulletin or online at stonybrook.church. Friends, this truly is the day that God has created for us. I invite us now to be in worship together.
stand as you are able. Jesus tells us that there are two great commandments. Love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. Through our worship and our praise. Through we love the Lord our God. Through kindness and caring for God's children. We love one another. Jesus, just as you have loved us. for prayer. Father, you display your existence to us every day, and still we sit back and wonder where you are. 
Miracles happen under our very noses and we still don't see them. We make our way through life as if we walked into the wrong classroom and had to stay for the lecture. We don't pay attention, still you surround us. You show us your love, but we've been in this rut for so long that we take everything for granted. Help us snap out of it, God. Open our minds so we can have the pure faith of children. Keep us from being skeptical and, and cynical. Your love is before us. It's in the rain, the sun, the scriptures, and in the faces of those around us. Reach down and pull us out of the ditch we've dug for ourselves. We are your children, Lord. Let us pray your prayer together by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Hello church, my name is Jason Sheldon, Director of Youth Ministries here at Stony Brook, and today we are honoring the graduates of 2022. Do we have any graduating high school students or college students here with us? I invite you to come forward and introduce yourselves. So as they are making their way up, we do have a couple of college graduates that cannot be here today. Uh, Ian Ryan is graduating from Purdue University uh, with a degree in computer science. He is going to be moving to L.A. to work for Riot Games. And Allison Collier is graduating from Ohio University School of Nursing, and she's going to be working at Children's Hospital in the NICU. Uh, so I am going to pass the microphone down to our students here. They will introduce themselves and uh, let us know where you're graduating from and what your next, next steps are. All right. Um, hi, my name is Connor Mallon. I am a senior at Gehanna Lincoln High School. I'll be graduating in just a couple weeks. And I am headed to Ohio University's Scripps School of Journalism to study broadcast journalism. Hi, I'm Anna Lydia Siegenthaler. I go to New Albany High School and I'm graduating in just six days. And I am studying, I'm planning to study biology at Franklin and Marshall College as well as play volleyball. I'm Madison Shook. I go to Gehanna Lincoln High School. I'm also graduating in a couple weeks. And I plan on studying abroad uh, at Franklin University, Switzerland. And there, I'll be studying international business management and art history. In addition to these three, we also have Molly Sepek graduating from Gehanna Lincoln, and she will be attending uh, Muskingum University. So uh, let's give all of our graduates a big round of applause.
down Son of Man had been glorified, and God had been glorified in him. If God had been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am only with you a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now, and so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you will love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one another. The word of God's children for, the word of God for all God's children. So I started uh, my full-time position as director of youth ministries in August of last year, and it's just amazing how quickly this school year has gone. Uh, the first lesson series that I taught our youth was about stepping out in faith when we're afraid or we're anxious about something. I told them that I had some fear and some worries about taking this position because I didn't think I would be as good a job as, as what is expected. I was afraid I'd have to speak in front of people on a regular basis. I was afraid that I might let people down. Uh, but in that lesson, I taught our youth that the Bible has quite a bit to say about being afraid and, and worry 
and what we should do in those moments. So many times when God appears to people or angels appear, they, they say, do not be afraid or do not fear. And this, this proclamation, this message is usually followed by the encouragement that God will be with us. God knows that we live with fear, we live with anxiety, but God will be with us to give us strength so that we can act despite our fears and our worries. When we started planning for this Youth Sunday and we needed some young people to step out in faith and deliver a message in front of the congregation, wasn't sure how it was gonna go, but I was blown away by the courage that these three people had to say yes. Mason was confident and very eager to take on, take this on. Sarah, just like she does when I ask who wants to pray, said, fine, I'll do it if nobody else wants to. <laughs> Emma was a little unsure at first, but she was willing to be brave and come share with us. And to see so many of these young people who have chosen to be here in this service, to pray with us, to lead us in worship, help in different areas of the church, it just fills me with so much pride and so much joy, as it should for all of you parents, all of you who lead by example. There's a lot today in society that, said, that says young people are, are troublesome or their future is in jeopardy. But I can tell you and I can assure you that the youth that are part of this church have a very bright future ahead of them. Those that are graduating this year, those who have many, many years of school left, they can be a light to others. And as today's scripture tells us, people will know that they are disciples of Jesus by the way that they love other people. So I invite you all to, to listen to their messages, hear what young people are experiencing, and then help guide them to walk on the right path. Good morning. I'm Mason Barkhurst. I'm finishing up eighth grade at Middle School East. I think there are not one, but two messages in this passage. What does Jesus mean besides the obvious love each other message? In verse 31 through 32, he talks a lot about glorifying God and the Son. The rest is fairly obvious. One of the reasons I like Jesus is he talks about God, an all-powerful creator, in ways us mere mortals can understand. I mean, if Jesus told me about where God came from and how he became so powerful, it would probably shatter my entire concept of reality. But then again, Jesus often had to explain what his famous parables meant. But I think I may have figured out what he was trying to say here. Jesus had told the disciples many times that he would be crucified. What he was saying was for them to recognize and remember the sacrifice that he and God were making for the world. Crucifixion was a punishment reserved for only the worst criminals in the Roman Empire, and Jesus' crimes did not match his punishment. God sacrificed his only son to cleanse the world of its sin. I don't have kids, but I can imagine that this would be a difficult choice for God to make. Now for the obvious message. Love each other as I have loved you, Jesus says. This can be something we can all take to heart, regardless of where we find ourselves in our faith journey and age. The disciples argued occasionally, as friends who spend a ton of time together usually do. Who's the fastest runner? Who's Jesus' favorite? It's John, of course. He's the one Jesus loved. Each time this happens, Jesus says, stop arguing and focus on God. This time, though, the disciples weren't arguing. Jesus just wanted to remind them of the most important thing for them and us to remember. Love each other as I have loved you. But have we really followed Jesus' final command before his death? What appears to me as obvious is not really so obvious. Look at the world around us. We have heard Jesus' command, yes, but we have not listened. That is my challenge to you. Listen to Jesus' words. 
a new command I give you. Love each other as I have loved you. Hi, my name is Emma Motzer and I'm finishing seventh grade at Blenheim Middle School. When I first read the scripture, I think about how the disciples may have felt hearing that Jesus, their leader, was leaving them. They may have been scared, confused, or even angry. Maybe they felt like they did not understand or know what they were supposed to do now. They had left their family and friends to follow Jesus. They gave everything in devotion to him, and now he tells them, my children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so now I tell you now. Where I'm going, you cannot come. I can only imagine all the emotions they are feeling, thinking they did not know what to do now. But Jesus did tell them what to do. He said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. My first thought is this means to love anyone and everyone as Jesus has loved you. To understand how strongly Jesus loves us, I thought about Jesus' life and his actions. Two, two examples that I thought of right away that Jesus did to show love was raising Lazarus from the dead and when Jesus fed his followers. In Matthew 15, 32, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry. They may collapse on the way. Jesus had compassion for the people and did not send them away. Right after Jesus gives the disciples the new commandment, he talks to Peter and tells him he will disown Jesus. But Jesus still loves him. He loves Peter despite his flaws. He shows us that he loves us even when we're not perfect. He loves us when we make it difficult. He loves us just the way we are and where he's asking us to do the same for others. Jesus loves us unconditionally. This can be very hard. It can be hard to love those who are not our best friends or family. It can be even harder when they hurt you or are unkind. But we are called by Jesus to love them as he has loved us. When I think about how to love difficult people, I remember the verse 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. The verse tells you what love is and does. As an example, there was a video put out by a person in the stands at me and my basketball team's first scrimmage, and it got shared around social media. The video said, I don't think anyone can beat this girl's basketball team. The person that made this video was being sarcastic because right after they, showed, they said that, they showed our team missing our laps on the basketball hoop. After that, me and my team were mad and upset because that had gone around our school and everyone heard about it. But me and my team did not let the video bring us down. We didn't retaliate and post a video back, but what we did was practice, worked hard so we could hit our layups and win our games. The verse tells us it keeps no record of wrongs, so our team was able to move past it. When we love like Jesus, we show the world we are Christians. Jesus said, by, everyone, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. I read in my Bible notes that love is an attitude that reveals itself in an action. I really like this and it made me think of all the things we've done here at Stony Brook to show love in action, to show the world we are Christians. We packed snack packs and sent them to schools to show kids that there, there are people there to help them get food and that they are loved. We have colored placemats and sent them to the prison through Kairos to show the prisoners we love them and so does Jesus. We have packed meals for the homeless to show them Jesus' love. I love that Stony Brook has to do all this to show Jesus' love to the community, and I love being part of our Stony Brook family. Showing love to others makes me feel good and happy inside and out. 
When I work on Star Wars projects and when I'm helping others, I feel God's love with me. When I feel God's love, it encourages me to show God's love with others to others, and showing God's love to others make me feel God's love, kind of like a circle of love. Like the circle, there is no end to what Jesus is asking us to do. There's always room and the need for more love. Where do you have more room for love, and where do you need more love in your life? Hi, my name is Sarah Taylor, and I am a freshman at Olentangy Orange High School, well, finishing up my freshman year. When I was first looking for this verse, I looked it up and didn't like the NIV version because it confused me. I looked up the CEB version because it was the version we used at confirmation. The beginning of it said, when Judas was gone, Jesus said, now the human one, which is Jesus, was glorified. This took place right before Jesus was crucified when Jesus was talking to his disciples about what to do after he has died. Jesus was rewriting the commandments during this time. I found that interesting because in the initial one I read, it just said he. When I learned he meant Judas, it made me realize that Jesus knew all along who was going to betray him. This is extremely interesting to me because instead of rejecting Judas or distancing from Judas, he instead let Judas betray him because it meant that we were saved because he knew that it would save us. This shows that he is glorifying us by letting one of his own followers betray him to save us from the things that we have done wrong. That is a really big thing that he did for us, but what can we do so that we can thank him? God says to love others as he loved us. That can be hard for us to do sometimes. I know it's especially hard for me, especially with how people can be. I know for me, I've had friends that have lied to me repeatedly and broken my trust a lot. That doesn't mean I don't love those type of people. I may not like them, but I love them. I forgive those people. Just like Jesus forgives us. Jesus is so amazing because it means that we can mess up and make mistakes and that is okay. Jesus will still love us. It means that the mistakes we made in the past that we have made uh, lying, not listening to our parents, etc., can be forgiven. If we love others, we are forgiven. We are loved just for existing and loving others. Isn't that amazing? We are taught, though, so much about violence, and we live in a society where hate has been normalized. The war in Ukraine is an example of one of those things. No matter where you stand on it, as Christians, we can agree that war is not okay. Yet in today's society, it is normalized, and that it it is norm normalized that this is happening. Yes, there are people against it, but that means that there are also some who hate the other side of the war and we're normalizing that hate. But if we love others, we are glorious in the eyes of God because we love the other people. How can we, how can we do that though? How can we show others that we love them? It can start with a smile. A smile can show a lot. It can show trust, kindness, strength, and so much more. It can also show, that, show God's love and God's grace. It's a way to give back for what Jesus did for us, loving one another. Another way that we can show God's grace is by giving hugs to those who want one. I personally love giving hugs, and I give hugs to people all the time. I've been told that I give pretty good hugs, too. Hugs calm me down when I'm upset, and I know that it can be true for others as well. 
We show affection through hugs, and that can show people that we are good people and Christians by giving them. It can show that you love someone even if you don't know them. We as a youth group have, done, have also done things in the community to help others. We have worked at the food pan- pantry. It may be small, but we made a difference, and I know that we made an impact by doing that. We have also packed hygiene products for those who need them because they lost everything after a flood or a hurricane. At youth group, we have something that we live by. Love God, love others, and serve the world. I believe that loving God makes it easier to love others. And by serving the world, you are using your power to serve to love others. All three of those things go hand in hand. I have also personally volunteered with the kid again to show love and to others and make a difference in this world. All of these acts are kind acts, if done in the right time to the right people. Love is needed everywhere, and it can show that you are a Christian, and, you, and it can show that you love others. Friends, uh, we're going to be okay. The church is going to be okay. This is our future. This is our now, right now. Um, what amazing, I mean, just finishing up seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, um, that's, that's crazy um, to hear their witness in the ways they've been impacted by this church. Your love and your care and your nurture of children and youth are making a difference. Friends, let's show our appreciation for them sharing this morning. We are called to love one another and multiply the love that we have received. And one way that we do that is by sharing our gifts back to the church so that they may be multiplied and distributed um, through the mission and ministry of Stony Brook. I invite the ushers to wait upon us as we offer our tithes and our offerings this day.
Dear God, can you help us to be thankful for what we have and help us to be grateful and nice to each other? Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for these blessed days of sunshine and rain. We thank you for the spark you have placed in the youth of today. May your light guide them throughout their journey, so they may find comfort in your house eternally. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. 